When is enough is enough is enough? When should you give of your creativity? How do you prevent from being used, manipulated, or even taken advantage of? Who can you turn to when this happens? And what does God say about this? In this episode of Go Creator Go, I address a topic that goes seldomly spoken by creatives and is not discussed enough. The biblical fact that creatives need to guard their hearts. I'm Antoine Bean. This is Go Creator Go. Let's do it. bless you. Hey, everybody. God bless you. And welcome to Go Creator Go. This is a place where creatives are safe. This is a place where creatives are welcome. And this is a place where creators gather. I'm Antoine Bean. I am a content creator. I am an award winning and Emmy nominated two times, two times Emmy nominated creative. And I am here to serve God's creatives. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. And welcome to the movement that is Go Creator Go. God bless every single one of you for supporting us and checking us out on Go Creator Go. If you want more information on Go Creator Go, including the book and journal, which is available right now, I have a devotional. I have a devotional for creatives. Yes, yes, I have a devotional for creatives. God bless the creatives. And it's available right now on Amazon.com. It's called Go Creator Go, activating your God-given creativity. And that's not it. I actually have a journal as well. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. God be the glory. I have a journal for this as well. It's called Go Creator Go journaling your God-given creativity and it's there to dis- it's there in place for people to be able to uh, you know get their thoughts in order to come up with ideas do concepts and do amazing stuff creatively and journal it and it has scriptures to you know keep you inspired and keep you going it is biblical to be creative it is it's also biblical to guard your hearts it's also biblical to protect yourself creatively. Yesterday, I had a whole nother thing going on for this show. I had a whole nother concept, whole nother idea. But I was doing my daily runs and, and moving around and doing some things. And I was on Clubhouse. Uh, sometimes I listen to Clubhouse while I'm, you know, driving and I'm just listening, you know, nice ambient noise, getting a little bit of information here and there. For those who don't know what Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is this kind of quote unquote exclusive uh, new app where people are basically giving conversation and they're going they're going in these rooms and and they have different themes some rooms are geared towards business some rooms are geared toward ministry some rooms are geared toward finance and stock exchange whatever interest personal interest and then people just kind of professionals or quote-unquote professionals in those areas they give their perspective on things and sometimes they drop nuggets and 
information that could be really a big blessing to people who are looking for answers to their questions and to inquire of people who are sick, quote unquote, successful in no matter what the field there is. So this particular room was talking about the future of the church and it was talking about how after the pandemic, there's been a, you know, basically a reformation, you know, of the church that the pandemic's not going away anytime soon. And that now we are faced with, you know, as a church, we're faced with a new media world, you know, uh, we're in a world of virtual sermons and we're in a world of virtual church and, you know, and, uh, there's just a lot of changes and, you know, I'm be honest with you in the black community, uh, we don't do the change so good. You know, a lot of black folks don't really do well with change. Unfortunately, uh, we, we, we're not good with it sometimes. And I believe, and I believe this is kind of one of those situations because there were some people on that clubhouse room that were really bucking the change, really bucking this system, this new uh, uh, approach of how to do ministry, right? And to, and to be honest with you, a lot of that goes from being ill-prepared because a lot of these individuals, you know, just weren't ready. They just weren't ready. And I'll get to that in a little bit. And there was one particular man of God who spoke and he basically was saying, listen, you guys got to know how to move. You got to learn how to adjust and you have to learn how to pivot in times like this. You know, you need to get an editor on payroll. You need to get some media people on payroll. You need to get a, a videographer on payroll. Like you need to really adapt with the times and flow with this because this is where we are and it's not going away. You need a media, you need some media savvy people on payroll in your ministry. So your ministry can do the work that's necessary. I'm like, okay, wow, that's great. You know, that's good to hear especially someone who's a media person, right? Someone who's a media person who, you know, I've been speaking, literally speaking this prophetically, praise God, for years that the future of ministry is in media, the mountain of media, you know, one of the seven mountains of influence. And <laughs> lo and behold, as soon as this gentleman finishes speaking, another pastor immediately cuts him off and starts talking. And so he starts saying, basically, like, and I'm going to quote him. I'm going to quote him. He said, you know, I don't see why we need to do that because the truth of the matter is that, you know, technology is so vast. Now technology is so good. Now, man, you can shoot this stuff on your phone. You know, you can shoot this stuff on your phone, man. I went in my basement. I painted all my basement green. And, 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 I, and, I, and you know, I got these 15-year-old kids uh, that, that, that go to my church, that serve in my church. And I, I tell them, I say, hey, take your phones out. And, and, and I got them, you know, filming me. And, 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 and then they put their little phones together. And, man, we running through this free app that we found online, that I found online, this free app. And we go through the free app and they switch it. Man, it look like, man, people come to me talking about, man, that stuff look better than the cameras we got. Man, that stuff look good. Man, that's all this and all that. I said, and I just, I'm sitting there just shaking my head. Shaking my head at this because it's because your your mindset is free. Your mindset is 
using these 15-year-old children, 15-year-old children to carry your grown ministry, right? So instead of sitting here trying to think of ways to be creative and ingenuitive to where you can say, you know what? I'm going to invest in these young people. And how about I get them certified in these areas of media and then they can service the house. You know, how about I just purchase a camera? Just, just buy one. Right. Right. Instead of, you know, I mean, you asking for seed every service, you know, you, the least you can do is, is, is purchase one camera, you know, instead of trying to get everything for free, you know, that's the least you can do, you know, uh, uh, you know, and he just kept making these arguments about how we don't need to pay for that. You know, we don't need to start. We don't need to give money to that. And, you know, in the early days of my career, I re- and I and I do not know this pastor's name, because if I did, I ain't going to lie. I would call him out because the truth of the matter is, is that he was out of order. And I'll get to that in a little bit, because what he what he's saying and what he's doing is not biblical. Uh, uh, so. Because one thing about this pandemic and one thing about this new world of media and utilizing media that we're in, it's exposing the hearts of people. It really is. It's really telling the truth on a lot of ministries and a lot of people in business. And and I'm not and please hear my heart. I'm not trying to blast churches. I'm not trying to blast pastors. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to do that. I'm I'm all about honor and respect. But at the same time, it goes both ways. That's a door that swings both ways, right? You know, you have to walk in love as a leader. And that's not love when you want to use, exercise usury and manipulation on creative people who attend your ministry and who believe in you as a leader. That's not cool. You know, it's, it's, it's not right. And God is not pleased with that. Absolutely not. And, and I have Bible to prove that. You know, and we're going to we're going to talk about that. But, you know, there if you cannot pivot, if you cannot hang with what's going on out here, maybe that's one reason why your doors are closed. To be honest with you, you know, the church is one of the few businesses, if not the only uh, uh, organization that doesn't have an HR department physically. You know, there's no there's no there's no supervisor to report to you know, in the body of Christ, you know, we, we have, we have people who are coverings and we have people who are, you know, keeping things in balance and in order and organizations, but we don't have like that ultimate person to say you're fired. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't stop a person from preaching. You can't, you just say, you know, you cannot preach no more. You cannot do that. You know, God builds up and he tears down. Right. So, so if, the, if it goes unchecked, you know, they really don't get, you know what I'm saying? There's no HR department that's going to come deal with them, you know? So, so they feel like they can just kind of, they kind of have a license to just, you know, do them. And then if you say anything to them to try to correct that, then they'll turn around and say, well, do my prophets no harm, you know? And which is another biblical scripture that's taken out of context because that doesn't necessarily apply to, leaders that applies to anyone who believes in Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you believe in Jesus Christ and you are a follower of God, if you love Yahweh and if you honor him and his word, then that applies to you too. They can't put their mouth on you as well. So, you know, that I, I think that, you know, sometimes we, you know, again, manipulation and witchcraft, but that's, that's, that's something we'll talk about later. I'm not going to go on a rant about it. The whole point of this episode 
is it was inspired by that situation with the clubhouse. But the truth of the matter is, is that creatives need to protect themselves. We need to protect ourselves from usury. We need to protect ourselves from people who are manipulating. We need to protect ourselves from people that really have an agenda to get what they want and they ride your back to do it. And, (laughs) you know, you need to guard your hearts. You need to guard your heart and you need to protect yourself. You know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that it's biblical to do so. And, and in honesty, God wants you to. He wants you to protect yourself. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 through 27. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you, focusing on God, of course. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Don't turn to the right or to the left, but keep your foot from evil. You know, guard your heart. Keep it. God never wants you to be used or manipulated. Never. By the world or the church. He does not want that. But you must have godly wisdom and the word of the Lord in you to equip you and to keep yourself strong in him to not to not to be taken advantage of. You know, in breaking down the heart, the word heart is used more than 800 times in the Old Testament. And over 200 of those times, it addresses how we think and feel and those principles that build and shape us as individuals. Right. Why should the heart be so important to you? Because of its power of influence on the rest of your existence. It it literally your heart can can control your life. Tell a wise man what you think, and I guarantee that they will tell you who you are and how you live. How your heart flows, it reveals you. It tells the truth. Don't believe me? Proverbs 23, verse 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your heart, as Bishop Al Green would say, (laughs) whether good or bad, happy or sad, literally controls your overall attitude, which sums up your thoughts, which in turn directs your actions. Sow a thought, you'll reap a deed. Sow a deed, you reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. Sow a character, you reap a destiny. Before you can do a thing, you have to think about it. Before you take any action, there's a thought that comes in that first. Your thoughts lead to an attitude, a posture. Right. And that posture leads to an action. Right. So actions lead to these to achievement. So it, 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 if, for example, when I when God gave me this podcast to do, uh, it was just a thought. It was just an idea. Go create a goal was simply a phrase, but it was a double meaning. It can mean go creator go as in me as a creative person going into what God has called me to do. Right. But it can also mean go creator, go as in you're giving God praise in his creation, which is everything that we witness and see for God made everything in our good pleasure. Right. So that you're basically giving a praise to God by saying, go creator, go. You're cheering them on. You're giving them thanks. You're giving them praise. So it's a double meaning. Right. So because of that, it was a thought. So it gave me the attitude and the, and the heart posture of saying, OK, being more creative, 
and giving God glory? How can I give God glory through my creativity? Well, I can write a book about it, which I did. Praise the Lord. And I can do a podcast about it. I can do a podcast about it and talk about things that are biblical creatively that God will enjoy. What he would love to hear and say through the word of God to his creative body. Right. So that's where that came from. So that led to action. Well, it's important that we don't get caught up in dealing with the wrong people in our creative zeal for God. In, in other words, not to be taken advantage of. There's a thing called usury. And, you know, usury is defined as an unreasonable interest upon money that's loaned, either formally illegal or at least oppressive. It's actually not in the Bible at all. It's referenced because it's a new English language word. That means that it came out after Greek. So that was something that more than likely came from the British Empire. It's an English word. So, but that's what it means. It The Jews were actually prohibited. Now watch this. The Jews were prohibited by the law of Moses to take interest from their brethren when they were allowed to take it from foreigners. So in other words, back in the day, it would be out of order for a Jewish person to use someone wrongly or add interest to something that's already owed just for the sake of making money or benefiting from it. That's sin. Doesn't that sound familiar? That not that what happens to us? You know, and I'm not just talking about in the church. I'm talking in the world as well. You know, if you give somebody an inch, they're going to take a mile. You know, that is usury. That's wrong. It's sinful. And it's not for the body of Christ to experience. It's not for that. You know, it's uh, according to uh, the Bible, their usury is an interest of any kind upon money. So it's it's they add things to it. It gains interest. You know, I, I can't help but think about um, the talents and the master giving out the talents and the last guy he gave the one talent to he buried. And he was like, man, you could have taken that to the bank and it could have accrued interest. I could have I could have used that. You see where the root is? I could have used that and then turned into usury. But of course, that was in a positive method. So just imagine how the world, of course, all, the enemy always takes something and perverts it. So taking interest and perverting it to make it a personal benefit for somebody who's doing it for their personal gain and glory. Well, first of all, there's witchcraft and it's manipulation and it's, and it's wrong. It's not right. Here's some examples. Here's some examples of that in the word of God. Simon the sorcerer in Acts chapter 8 uh, verses 9 through 24. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically Simon was, he was a sorcerer that, uh, that was basically doing all of these, you know, uh, doing all these tricks and all these, all these, all these uh ideas and, and, and sorcery and things and manipulating the people and stuff like that. And then Philip had arrived and he started doing miracle signs and wonders there. And he, and he was blown away at Philip doing this stuff. Right. And so next thing you know, here comes Peter, Peter shows up 
as an apostle. Now, mind you, Philip is the evangelist. Peter shows up as the as the apostle and he lays hands on the people in the area and they catch the Holy Ghost. And then he comes up and says, hey, uh, how much money you I'm paraphrasing. How much money would you take for this? Uh, if 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 I give you some money that I can lay my hands on people and they and they get the Holy Ghost, Peter was like, "Man, you and your money perish with you. You're not gonna manipulate me. You're not gonna use me. You're not gonna use what God put on me so you could get personal gain from that. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. May you and your money die with you." He immediately repented and I'm like, "Oh my God, pray that pray 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 that that won't happen to me." You know what I'm saying? So that's one example. So you have to check that out. Again, that's Acts uh, chapter 8, verses 9 through 24, if you want to read about that. And uh, uh, another example is Bar-Jesus. Bar-Jesus was, uh, again, from the book of Acts, chapter 13, verses 6 through 12. Now, when they had gone through the island of Patmos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was the proconsul. He was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of the Lord. But Elmias, the sorcerer, for so his name was translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. So in other words, they came in and they were they were wrecking, you know, uh, Barnabas and Paul and, and Saul were wrecking the relationship between this sorcerer and the proconsul, you know, so he probably wasn't paying any taxes. He was probably getting all kind of favor in the, in the city, in the town they went. So here these guys come bringing the righteousness of the Lord and he's they're threatening that relationship. So he's not going to be the top dog around there anymore doing all that false prophecy. Verse nine, then Saul, who is also called Paul, this was when he officially changed the Bible, officially changed his name from Saul to Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, look intently at him and said, Oh, full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, you will not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord. And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed and he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. So that's a perfect example of that. He was using the proconsul for personal gain, not knowing and understand the proconsul, not knowing and understanding that he was being manipulated, that he was under witchcraft. Right. Until the truth showed up. Amen. The last example is Balaam, of course, and you need to read that. That's in Numbers 22. Uh, Balaam, of course, was, you know, doing things for personal gain. And of course, he was told to curse the Jews. But according to uh, Numbers 23, 19 and 20, he said, the Lord is blessed and cannot be cursed. You know, I, I cannot do it. I, I The Lord is blessed and I, he will not change his mind. I cannot do I I cannot turn this around. God is in control. Can't do it. Right. So you read that to get more information on that. So it's it's real. Usury is real. It's important to uh, to understand the dangers of usury. It's important to understand how usury can harm you, how what usury can do to you. It uh, You receive false doctrine when you're being used. You're led by poor leadership or you're in the counsel of unwise people. 
you know, the Bible talks about being associated with people that are not wise, that are not that are not strong in the faith. It, it can hurt you. Uh, you're tainted. You have a tainted point of view on ministry. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen ministry being looked at as a whole because of a couple of bad people making poor choices. And it 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 cancels the witness. It cancels the witness. And it and and that again is sinful. You're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Like that's not cool, you know. Uh being distrustful, it creates this barrier, this wall, this division wall between people trying to come in and help you get free. And of course, good old fashioned church hurt. It this can birth church hurt. And so it creates this stigma that the church is trying to hurt you, trying to come after your money, trying to use you and, and, and disrespect you as a person and take your talent and things like that. And all of this comes from not having a properly guarded heart. There are ways that you can work this thing through. You have to fill your heart with God's word and fill your heart with God's love. Uh, the word of God is quick and powerful, like a two-edged sword. It's that's Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve, and of course Psalm one nineteen. Guys, Psalm one nineteen is the perfect psalm to use when you desire to fill yourself with God's word. If you want to get basically portions of something to really pour into yourself to to basically like uh, strengthen you to empower you in situations like this usury thing. It, psalm 119 is a great, great psalm to read. Uh, here are a couple of verses from that. Verse 9, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Verse 10, with my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. And verse 11, your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I mean, I can go on and on with this verse 24 through 27. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I have, I have declared my ways and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works hallelujah proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 through 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path how do we stay guarded in christ how do we keep our hearts protected know your worth matthew chapter 7 verse 6 do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you we will recover what we lost. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief come only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Keep a heart posture of trusting God. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. My son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and, and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Amen. Have a forgiving heart, guys. You know, despite the fact that 
you know, these people do what they do. They, they just forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Have a forgiving heart. Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 through 48. Keep your peace in Jesus. Chapter, uh, John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stay guarded in Christ. Ephesians chapter 10, I mean chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And lastly, we have victory in Christ. John 16, 33. These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. In conclusion, usury is real and usury in the church is definitely real. It's necessary to know that there are people out there who will take advantage of both you and the gifts you've been blessed with. But here's the caveat. They can only use you if you let them. The Bible says that we must be as wise as serpent and as gentle as doves. Can you serve your church with your gifts? Sure. Should you be coerced, manipulated, or talked into doing something for the church for free that you would normally charge the world? No. You should never be convinced of doing anything that God is not giving you instruction on. If God didn't say it, don't do it. If you don't feel that pull from the Lord to do this, don't do it. He provides seed to the sower. If you're sowing and others, and not you, are reaping, yeah, this ain't working. The word says that when we work, it's not a gift. It's an obligation. Those who work the altar eat from the altar. And please don't be fooled by the spiritual father stuff either. A true father will never manipulate his children. He wants to see you prosper and will be led by the Lord to take the steps to do so, even in his prayer time. But Antoine, I've been hurt. I've been used. Man, God, I've been used, man. They, they, man, they took total advantage of me. Yeah, trust me. I know from experience I've been used too. but we must forgive and release them. They too are God's vessels. We must forgive them. Take our hearts to Christ to heal and move on. You'll find much release in the power of the word no or the phrase, afraid I can't do that, man of God. Sorry. To put it bluntly, guard your hearts. Remember, you have purpose as a creative and God wants to make use of it to not only be a blessing for you, but to help move his kingdom forward through you. I want to take this time right now to offer you the gift that is Jesus Christ. If you have not received the Holy Spirit, if you've not received God, if you've not received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, I urge you to do it now. Please connect with a Bible based church and Bible based ministry. Connect with people of God who love the Lord and who love to see his people grow in, in God and in life. I want to thank you guys for joining me for Go Creator Go. Thank you guys so much for this monumental moment of Go Creator Go. I, like I said, this was a spontaneous situation. I just wanted to give it a try, see how it worked. Uh, feel free to leave comments below about this about the live and everything like that and for you guys who are listening thank you guys so much for supporting and thank you guys for 
constantly giving us your emails, constantly giving us your uh, feedback on what we're doing with the movement that is Go Creator Go. We're going to be doing a lot of changes in the next couple of weeks and next couple of months. And I can't wait to share them with you. And I wish you peace in the name of Jesus Christ. And here at Go Creator Go, God bless y'all. And until next time, peace. Go Creator Go was recorded at the studios of Triumph Media Works in Memphis. For more information, check out Go Creator Go on Facebook and Instagram. And also check out the book, Go Creator Go, and the journal of Go Creator Go. All of that can be found on AntoineBean.com. And all the latest information on what we're doing with Triumph Jewelry, Triumph Media Works, and with the podcast, all of this is happening on AntoineBean.com. God bless you guys. And until next time, peace.